When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the first Earth Day special of Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. For this episode, Micro's own editor, Dylan Evers, selected four pieces that embody the message behind Earth Day. And for more on why she chose the pieces she did, here's Dylan herself. Hi, my name is Dylan, and I'm editor at Micro. I curated this episode to embody the purpose of Earth Day as a movement for social change and environmental justice. I love these four poems, and I think they embody the spirit of Earth Day and our changing world. Please enjoy. Despite its brevity, this first poem about swans and man-made ponds makes use of quoted speech and specific detail to create a powerful critique. It's called Swan Lake 2020. It was written by Vic Nogay and published by Little Engines in their issue 5. Enjoy. Swan Lake 2020. I do wonder at all the ways men spit into nature's current, mow down a forest to build two hundred houses, all alike, predictable, safe, then plant trees down every street, and leave space for a little park, make sure to build a pond for the view, for the brochure. But don't let any ducks or geese come around, Put fake plastic swans in the ponds at the park to scare the geese away. Don't those stupid birds know it's not for them? In the winter, the pond freezes, the hollow swans trapped in the middle. Sometimes someone thinks they're real, gets scared, calls the cops. Please save them, but then put them somewhere else. Or kill them for all I care. They can't stay here. I can't have them shitting on my lawn. Vic Nogay is an Ohio writer anatomizing her traumas in the shared space between poetry and prose. 
You can find her on Twitter at VicNogay, on Instagram at OhioV, and you can find links to her work at Linktree slash VicNogay. This next poem references the digital age and electric sheep in an original way, emphasizing the difference between what is and what once was. It's called Polyester. It was written by Rena Sue and published by Blue Marble Review in March 2021. Enjoy. Polyester. Every evening, the clock sings lucid songs of grass, of unknown fields in distant green, heart pumping in Sicadian. Then the pasture swallows in whole, grass becomes bed of thorns, and lullaby becomes gutted, fragment of sheet music, deafening silence ascending in clockwork notation, paramnesia in three-four time. My dad gave me the wisdom of counting sheep, to count valley sheep and barnhouse sheep, and to count and beat with celestial bodies, to be enamored with sheep and sheep and sheep. But the difference between dad and I is that he grew up somewhere around orchids, where the sheep were abundant enough to properly dampen night terrors. But I grew up with digital sheep, and where digital wool, polyester-based, no flocks for me to count at night. This is a eulogy for the pastures, a war cry for the digital age. To sleep now is to sleep between screams of cell phone ringtones, Huddled in a converter, spun out of plastic. Rena Sue is a 17-year-old poet and the author of Preparing Dinosaurs for Mass Extinction, published by Zed Press in summer 2021. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Rena Sue Writes, or on her website at renasue.com. Easily moving between worlds, from Brutus's final letter to the wind on Mars, this next poem ties history, environmentalism, politics, and literature together, all the while employing beautiful and terrible aspects of nature. It's called Year of a Thousand Fires. It was written by Andre Nafis Saheli and was originally published by Wildness. Enjoy. The Year of One Thousand Fires Early in the spring, hiking along the coast, we spot the charred remains of a giant oak tree, its hollowed trunk roomier than most apartments. It is illegal to sleep here, it is illegal to be homeless here, 
and so the poor reside in rusty RVs at the foot of this billion-dollar view. The headline in the newspaper insists, America will never be socialist, as if that had ever been in doubt. Everywhere the rapacious harvesting of resources, but scarcity reigns supreme. Everywhere a resurgent love for one's country, but no faith in the meaning of government. Everywhere a newfound love of God, but a concurrent deadening of the soul. All day I read about the Gracchi, Cato, Casca, Cassius, and all night I dream of Brutus's final letter to Cicero before falling on his sword at Philippi. Did we wage war to destroy despotism or to negotiate the terms of our bondage? We have recorded the sound the wind makes on Mars, but we cannot listen to one another. All year we binge-watch an endless rerun of the past. Eighty years after Guernica, another coup in Catalonia, and for the first time in history, the brightest objects in the sky are all artificial. A year after Woolsey, wild mustard returns to carpet the hills, its fire-resistant flowers bursting out of their sooty stasis. There will be no hibernation for us, no sleep except our final slumber. Andre Nafis Saheli is the author of The Promised Land, Poems from Itinerant Life, published by Penguin in 2017, and the editor of The Heart of a Stranger, an anthology of exile literature, published by Pushkin Press in 2020. You can find him on Twitter at Saheli or on his website at andrenafis.com. final piece, we can vividly see a lone octopus and children in a beautiful poem involving love, nature's tendencies, connection, and metaphor. It's called Underwater Behind Glass. It was written by Amy Nizuka-Matatil and published by Poetry Northwest. Enjoy. the National Aquarium in Washington, D.C., I wander around the basement maze of animals underwater, behind glass, with the man who was my first love. All the green-gray light, the pink glow of the anemone, the white-tipped spikes of the lionfish make his skin a color I can't even name. It's been five years, but I still know the brush of his coat behind me, the cup of his hand as we cross the street, his smell like trees. We are silent most of the time, except for a few tugs and nudges to, look at this one, check out these eyes. Children with starfish-shaped lollipops drool at the railing, smudge their wet noses on the tanks of sea snakes, and a lone octopus peeping back at them from behind a boulder, one tentacle unfurled as if asking for a lick. At the lobster exhibit, we read the light-up panels. Lobsters line up single file as far as the eye can see and walk hundreds of feet to find their one mate. 
and I know what he is thinking. It is what I am thinking. If all this time and space has been our walk, our journey to fit again into the last voices we hear at night. But this is too easy. Right now, we are too much in wonder. The next series of tanks shows us how one of the southern flounder's eyes eventually migrates to the other side of its flat head, till one side holds both eyes like a cartoon fish. The other side struck blind to all the wild diatoms in full bloom. Amy Nizuka Matatsu is the author of five books, most recently the nature essay collection World of Wonders, and is professor of English in University of Mississippi's MFA program. You can find her on Twitter at Amy Nez, on Instagram at Amy underscore Nizuka Matatsu, or on her website at AmyNez.net. This episode of Micro was specially curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. As always, you can find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening, and happy Earth Day.